Hello, and welcome back to the Scrollies podcast. I am Squat Cobbler, and I am joined by my ever co-host. Hi, it's me, Team Ratnito. We're back, and this episode, we're going to be talking about a little topic that's uh, near and dear to our hearts as uh, retro boys. It's also putting a little fear in my heart. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a scary thing to discuss. We're talking legacy content, retro games from the... 90s, 2000s, and before, and the companies that provide them, uh, whether they provide them well or terribly. We'll get into it, folks. But, uh, Ratnado, what have you been playing offline lately? Okay, this is going to be really interesting for you guys because none of you have seen me stream it. <laughs> well, I have been playing Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster. If anybody out there hasn't played this game yet, give the Pixel Remaster a try. It's still 20% off, and it's amazing. But otherwise... I've been playing a couple other games. You might have heard of Sifu. I'm getting back into that. And also, there's this game I'm just going to... I'm going to buy it right after this. It's called This Land is My Land. And you play as a Native American. So, pretty neat to me. Pretty neat. I have been playing... uh, This goes back to a little thing we discussed in Episode 2. I I played the Nintendo version already, Mario and Rabbids. But I decided... (laughs) Due to a flash sale, I was going to give the real deal original XCOM 2 a try. Uh, I got it. It's it's bundled with, uh, I, I think it's the same game, but it's like a it's like a StarCraft Brood War situation where they just added new units. Um, yeah. So I'm not too far into it yet now. I'm just a couple missions, but I'm playing XCOM 2. And, uh, you- that's real fun. It's 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 a turn-based uh, numbers game that uh, I'm actually I'm actually kind of digging. Squat, do you feel like a big boy having moved up from Mario and Bowser? I, you know, I feel like I'm I'm transitioning away from the bright, colorful world of uh, my childhood into the rough and edgy adulthood, where I play <laughs> dark games with guns and aliens and killing. And unfortunately, no Donkey Kong. No Donkey Kong DLC this time. Sadly, I want a gritty Donkey Kong. Where's my post-apocalyptic Donkey Kong? Probably somewhere in the late 2000s. Uh, I haven't played Jungle Beat yet. Maybe maybe that was the one. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So so let's talk about let, let's talk about this. So me and you, we play old games, right? I, I don't I don't think there's any denying that. It's because I'm I'm old. I don't know what your excuse is. You're you're a young whippersnapper. I'm j- I'm just nostalgic for a time that I I was. <laughs> I, I really enjoy the simplicity and the learning curve of retro games. Uh, oftentimes, it's intended. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just old game jank. But I like retro. You know, you like retro. We all like retro. However, there's some people that seem to not like retro very much, and that's the companies that made these games. You would think they'd be all about providing them for those of us that want to go back, relive a little piece of our childhood, but no. They make it so hard. Why do they do this? Why do they do this? Hey, producers, let me give you money. What? I have money. I'm, I'm willing to give it to you right now. And I'm willing to give it to you six months to a year from now. What's that? <laughs> Not going to be possible? All right. <laughs> and it's just forever? You know, we went millions and millions, maybe billions of years up to this point, and now it's just done? It, it's, it, it do be like that sometimes, unfortunately. Um, 
You know, let's let's address the elephant in the room. We are obviously referring to the PS3 closure. I can't believe Sony would do this. They they take the stores off the Vita, off the PSP, off the PS3. What the heck? What what? Oh, hold on, one oh, second. Oh, yep. Yeah. Okay, my 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 lawyer is is trying to get my attention. He's saying, he's saying that was rescinded. When? Last year? Huh? Well, how about that? Good, get, good on you, Sony. Good on you for reversing your your dumb dumb decision to take away the opportunity to give your company more money. Well, hey, thanks for coming out, everyone. Good good seeing you, and we'll see you next week. All right, week. We, we've done our job. We're we're done. Oh 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 wait wait oh sorry, I was reading uh, too far down the docket. We're actually referring to Nintendo shutting down the Wii U and 3DS eShops, which are even younger by a good five six years than the PS3. Oh my PSP goodness. Shops. I thought you were going to tell me that they were discontinuing some Sega games, namely Genesis. Check this out. Brand new 16-bit Super Nintendo with Super Mario World. Wow! What's this one? Oh, this is a Sonic the Hedgehog from Sega Genesis. I like Genesis, and it costs a lot less. Uh, you know, I don't think that Sega would be able to last too long if they discontinued their old games. <laughs> Sorry, Plaid Man, but Sorry, you know it's okay. true. Squat, what in the world? Why? I guess they're done. They're not making 3DSs anymore, right? They're not making Wii U's anymore. They're not even making NES and SNES classics. You know, I think, I think the writing's on the wall. The future in Nintendo's eyes is this online subscription-based emulation on Switch and whatever console comes next. I don't think that they're ever going to give you the opportunity to buy a file from their servers that have megabytes of data that contain an old game anymore. I think they're done with that because you only pay for it once and it's yours to keep for as long as your system works. That's unacceptable. If They want you to keep paying them money for the same thing over and over and over again. Well, in some cases, like Ocarina of Time, they've already made that me do that like eight or nine times, so... Uh, you're a sucker, I'm a sucker, we're all suckers. But <laughs> it doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it right. You know, I I hate to see it. I think, and it, 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 we'll address Nintendo first. I think, unfortunately, the best they ever did it was on the Wii. The Wii Shop, the Wii Virtual Console. Um, it may not have had everything, but it had the most scope in terms of what games they were offering. Uh, tons of systems, uh, even non-Nintendo systems offered on that. TurboGrafx, uh, uh, Neo Geo, Sega, plenty of systems. Uh, we're available yeah. on the Virtual Console. Um, the Wii U Virtual Console, they started pumping out all the same games again, slowly but surely. Uh, they, they threw a few new ones up there. I think Earthbound made it up. Uh, DKC uh, made it up again after being taken off of Wii for, for whatever reason. Um, DK64 finally made it up. Um, these are these are games that I bought because I, uh, I like Monkey, as we discussed in Episode 3. Naturally. All, all I have to say, it was it was uh, maybe diminishing returns. They were they were offering the same games and a few new ones, but overall less than they had on the Wii. And now on Switch, it's it's only a fraction of what they've ever offered. And a lot of them are just shovelware games that no one ever heard or played. Yep. A lot of other companies aren't even giving them the opportunity to give it out from their subscription because they're just releasing it themselves on the eShop. Capcom, Konami, I mean, the Castlevania, the Mega Man collections, those are all, you can buy those all separate. You don't even need a subscription to play those. I mean, there is some things too, and I think that's the biggest problem with for me with Nintendo is that you have like 
the PlayStation Store, the PlayStation, whatever it is, that just lets you play tons of games. And just all their games are on there. Pretty good deal. Um, I mean, well, I'm not going to say a deal. Cut that until Sony cuts us a check. But it is pretty crazy that it's just like these things seem pretty simple. They're small. I'm willing to pay money for them. I think it is a little egregious that like, say on the Wii or even the Wii U, that games that are 20 years old, they're still costing me like eight or nine dollars. You know, we could we could say at the time the Wii came out, it made sense. We're talking it was only 10 years after the N64, maybe 15 years after the NES. So so at that point in time, they were establishing, hey, a 10 year old game, it costs like what, 10 bucks? 15 year old game costs seven bucks. 20 year old game costs five bucks. You know, you would think, hey, as time goes on, the N64 games are going to be seven, five bucks. But no, they just stayed the same price. And yeah. now we're at the point where it's 20 years after the N64, uh, over 30 years after the NES. And, and they're just, they're not even offering you the opportunity to buy the games outright anymore. But if they were, you could bet they'd be the same price as they always were. So they're, they're not letting these things depreciate. Yep. And people will still buy them again and again because they're Nintendo games. That's what I hate is I'm going to do it. Shame on you and shame on me. oh i do want to say i I thought about this in case anybody out there doesn't know this is the first year of hearing of it i'm reading this from the nintendo website as of late march 2023 it will no longer be possible to make purchases in the nintendo eShop for the wii u and nintendo 3ds as of may 23rd 2022 you will no longer be possible to use a credit card to add funds to an account and on, on august 29th 2022 no longer be possible to use a nintendo eShop card to add funds kind of weird that they're rolling it out in such a way but i guess that just means buy it now if you want it or or stock up on eShop cards and then just load them all up before august <laughs> you can you can get them at a deal if you buy in uh, bulk yeah that's true yeah i you know sony did this last year we joked a second ago but i mean they had a huge negative response and they rescinded it why isn't nintendo doing the same is it because the response isn't loud enough is it because they just don't care I guess, I, I don't know, maybe that just says something about the people. Maybe your Sony fan base, your PlayStation fan base is a little older, a little more vocal, a little more, I don't know, I guess invested in Sony's a little bit more open to that. But I would think, like, I haven't heard anybody. I just saw a random YouTube video. I didn't even know this was happening until today. Oh, you just found out today. I just found out today. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry for the for the bummer. Man, <laughs> talk, talk about a way to bring the mood down. Uh, so so we'll, we'll transition away from Nintendo for a second. I'd say I'd say they're of the big three. They're the worst in terms of uh, preserving their legacy content. They had it. They had a pretty good thing going uh, during the Wii era, but they they've fallen considerably since then. Um, Sony, uh, decent, decent. I'd say um, it's it's a little hard to navigate their store on PS3s now because they uh, I think they upgraded the UI or something at some point that just was a little too much for it to handle, but. You know, you can still buy the games on there. Um, collections, uh, uh, emulated older games. That won't last forever, but at the moment, you can do that. Um, however, you cannot necessarily play those same purchases on PS4, PS5. Is that correct? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Like, if it's on PS4, you can probably play it on PS5. PS3, though, kind of just locked to PS3. Yeah. And that might have something to do with the way it works. It's a shame they didn't offer a way to maybe... Uh, buy it at a discount i think that's what they did between wii wii u um you just have to buy it again outright when you when you want to buy something on 
uh, PS4 in terms of uh, retro content. Yeah. Um, that said, uh, the P- I think PS3 basically has a PS1 built into it, so everything runs flawlessly. You know, you don't really have to worry about about emulator bugginess. Um, PS4, I imagine, more or less the same. Yeah, some versions of the I mean, the first versions of PS3 do have the backwards compatibility, but they did remove that for the slim versions and other things. But I mean, some of them are just like, yeah, emulation is fine for the most well, part. Well, here's a fun factory, actually. Yes, that is true. The big boy original PS3s did have a PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2 built into it. But did you know that the slim PS3s still have a PlayStation 1 that can read off the discs built into it and they just took out the PS2 functionality. What? Yeah, you you can test it out right now if you have a PS3, uh, folks. Just go grab a disc, toss it in there. It will work no matter what model you have. But PS2 what? games will only work on the original PS3 model. Wow. And honestly, hey, you know, we can say, oh, you know, they're they're they're, they're taking away features, they're taking away content. If you, we were just talking about this uh, last week with Cinna. The original PS3 was so expensive, more expensive than the PS5 is now. Unless you go and, and buy from a scalper, right? Uh, which you know, I, I think most of you are, are, are willing to do at this point. <laughs> yeah, original PS3 was expensive for for that reason, among others. They just shoved so much into that system, and it, it boosted up the value way more than I think anyone was really willing to dish out for it. Right. Well, they had to take a gamble on it, right? Because, I mean, you put in a Blu-ray. It's like, well, let's see if we can also court people. Which, that's what got me to buy a PS3. Is like, well, I get a Blu-ray with it, so, yeah. That's what got me to buy a PS3 off Doobie Teen, rest in peace, in 2019. 2019. 2019. I was like, he was he was offering it for, for like 40 bucks. And I was like, you know, I don't really know if I, I want to play like PS3 games. You know, I, I'll just, wait, that's a $40 Blu-ray player. Of course I'm going to take him up on that. So, because of, uh, because of that very... Very good deal. I am now uh, indoctrinated into the world of Metal Gear, uh, maybe even God of War, Castlevania, Symphony of the Night, others. You know, we're we're we're, we're gonna thank Dubitine for for that forty dollar PS3 combo deal. Good on him. Ape rest his soul for that. You're talking about something. This is actually something we discussed last year. I don't know if you remember, but when they had that scare, the shop was gonna shut down. I actually went out and bought another PS3, just Did because. You? Yeah, because mine was broken, and I was trying to find some other pieces. I don't know if you ever brought that up. I don't know if you have. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so last year when Sony was making those, you know, hey, we're shutting down the PS3 store, we're doing this with the PSP stuff, I, because of this, because of that franchise, Metal Gear Solid. Huh? Oh, wait. We're on PlayStation 3. It's a Blu-ray disc. Dual-layered, too. I went out and bought an extra PS3 because mine has... The one I have is great, but it has some issues with reading the uh, with uh, the disk drive. So I got another one because, as of right now, the only easy and legal way to play Metal Gear Solid 4, as some of you know, is on the PlayStation 3. And that's insane that they're going to let one of their hugest, hugest exclusive franchises just die on a system that's uh, nearing 15 years of age at this point. And... It's going to be like that for a lot of games, I think, going forward, you know? These companies, for the most part, you know, we'll get into some special cases in a moment, but it seems like they just don't care. They don't care about preserving. They don't care about offering these games to future uh, generations, um, so long as 
you know, it, it's a matter of making a quick buck. Uh, that's all they really seem to care about, and that sucks because we're gonna have, you know, we're talking we're talking legal options here. We're gonna yeah. have next to no way aside from buying a disc off of eBay. You know, no money going to the, the original developers. Just yeah. you know, some some guy who had a disc lying around. He's selling it. You have an old PS3. That's the only way you can play it. Yeah. And even that may not be an option in, in, in 15, 20 years for, for hardware reasons. Um, but that's that's just how it is. That's just how it is. Um, so, you know, Sony, Sony, you do some good, you do some bad. But I'd say overall, at the moment, you're doing okay. Um, that Last but not least, that leaves us Microsoft. I'd say of the three, in terms of offering legacy content, folks, we're, we're, let's make that clear, they do the best. <laughs> And even with their newer consoles, the backwards compatibility will still play select games off of discs. And I tell you, that's the one thing that's bringing me very close to jumping on the Microsoft bandwagon. I'm I'm almost there. If it wasn't if it wasn't for the fact that I'm not too interested in playing many games coming out right now on on consoles specifically. I, I mean, I have the PC option for for the time being. We'll see how long this uh, graphics card situation lasts. But. Rare Replay. Rare Replay oh is the strongest draw to get an Xbox One. 30 Rare games for $30. Probably less than that now. Probably like 20 bucks. Uh, all on one system. Uh, mostly through backwards compatibility. What What a good deal. What a good deal. No monk to be found. You know, they left those on Nintendo, unfortunately. <laughs> but Banjo, Perfect Dark, Viva Pinata, all of it. All of it on Rare Replay. Squad is taking a check right now. I can see the envelope. It says rare. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I, I can be bought, folks. There, there is a price that is that is uh, willing to make me compromise my. No, really. Um, and even even certain games on 360, I have been making a point to only buy 360 games that will work through backwards compatibility. On the off chance oh, that one day I get a current Xbox uh, Series X at the moment. Isn't it weird that we're kind of, I mean, I feel this responsibility that like I need to, I don't know, be somewhat of a historian. The games that I have, I'm like, now I kind of have to take really good care of these just because they, they'll they be gone. There's, there'll be no way to play some of these games. We've already seen that with some like old, old games, Atari games, uh, NES. It's weird that there are some games that are just gone. Nowhere. Uh, unless a backup was made of them at some point in a, in a way that can be emulated or, or, or whatever, played on a modern system, it's, yeah. And uh, I've, I, I've said this before, I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, but I believe that the current age we are living in, and this goes beyond video games, will have more lost media than the early days of film. Um, we're talking like the 1910s, the 1920s, so many lost movies because of just dumb reasons studios burning all the copies because they, they wanted to promote a new movie uh stars you know going going and getting in some scandal so people destroy all the prints um even just fires breaking out in in storage warehouses like so many lost movies from the early days of of cinema that just don't exist and you can't ever watch again um i think that's going to happen now because in large part our reliance on digital only gaming and that's not to say, you know, digital's all bad. Not at all. <laughs> Has plenty of pros, a few cons, this being one of them. Once the servers go offline, it's up to you to keep that file downloaded forever. Otherwise, 
it may it may never come back. Um, we'll, we'll talk about a positive example of that not being the case. Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. There you go. That was a game where the license ran out, um, so they couldn't they couldn't distribute it anymore. It was digital only on the PS3, Xbox 360, so they took it offline. And unless you had that game downloaded, you couldn't get that game for about 10 years. They finally offered it again uh, in an anniversary edition on um, on Switch and a, on PC and a few other systems. And it's physical now, so we have it forever. You know, <laughs> we have historians like you, Ratnado, to, to keep it keep it safely tucked away for future generations. But right, you know, it's I think it's unfortunately just going to be a sad reality that digital only games, when they are birthed, they have a finite lifespan, yeah. and there's going to come a day where they just won't exist anymore for yeah. whatever reason. Do you want to hear a sad story? Tell me a sad story. I had that Scott Pilgrim game, and I had it downloaded because I bought it or I got it somehow through like PlayStation Plus. And after that it went away, after the license ran out, I deleted it not knowing I couldn't re-download it. So that was one of my bigger gets. Wanted to make some more space, and instead you've uh, lost a little space in your heart. I don't have the original version anymore. It's kind of sad. The original, but you you have the opportunity to buy it again. And hey, Scott Pilgrim. That's a good example of, of this uh, this this not being the case. But yeah. a lot of DSi games, you know, going back to 3DS Shop, that's that's going to be gone. WiiWare, that's already gone. Um, the when the Wii Shop closed a few years ago. Yeah. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of early PC games, you know, no no longer exist. Flash games. Flash games. You're 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 only going to be able to play those in an emulator now because Flash is no longer supported. Um, it's it's. It's the sad reality, everyone. Legacy content, retro gaming, you know, it's a huge, huge part of gaming culture. A lot of people rely on the nostalgia of it. A lot of people, you know, discovering old old experiences for the first time. You know, we're, we're living in a good time for that. But what about, what about 15, 20 years later? Yeah. Who knows? Will that still be a possibility for a lot of people? I don't know. Right. I think there's going to be something really cool. I don't know. I, I, to focus on the positive to you a little bit, it does make me realize that it's not going to be the end. And also that there's other places where they will find life. Some of these games. There will be a way to do them in some ways. But for me right now, I'm really looking forward to just going through my old Wii, my old 3DS, and kind of just buying some stuff. I know like not everybody has the capacity to you know, drop a large amount of money on stuff just to have them. But there's a bunch of Fire Emblem games that I'm going to buy on 3DS. I'm going to try and buy them. They might be on Wii U as well. And it'll be kind of cool just to, there is something to it of like, this is something that I need to to hang on to. Something that, I don't know, matters to some degree. Oh, I'd say if it's a... If it's an artistic piece, if it if it's meaningful, if it makes you feel something, and it has the possibility of going away, then it absolutely matters. It absolutely matters that that's uh, that that's happening. Um, as, as we as we wrap up, let's let's take a moment, Ratnado, because we're you know we're doing this because the Wii U 3DS eShop it's closing. It's sad, but it doesn't have to be devastating. Let's take a moment to offer a few suggestions of digital only games that you folks can check out right now if you have the means. So, first off, I would like to uh, shout out Affordable Space Adventures on the Wii U. Um, I played a demo of it. I I am intending to get the full game very soon. Uh, It is one of the few Wii U games that make excellent use of the gamepad. 
Um, not not something that even a lot of first-party games can claim, um, uh, especially later on in the Wii U's lifespan. But Affordable Space Adventures, uh, really solid uh, uh, game from the eShop, digital only. So check it out. Uh, on the 3DS, um, I haven't actually played this one yet, but I'm a fan of some of the early games in the series. Ace Attorney, Dual Destinies. Objection! Shout out Save Data Team. They'll, they'll be getting to it eventually. Um, I'm sure. I think they're on uh, uh, Trials and Tribulations right now. But Dual Destinies, it was a 3DS exclusive, digital only Ace Attorney game. So check that out if you're if you're into that series at all. I think for me, I don't know if when we say digital only, do we just mean that's kind of the only way to get it now, or there might be physical copies out there? If the easiest way, if it's a really expensive, because even Earthbound. Yeah. Uh, that's that exists in physical form, but that's that's almost impossible to get physically. You, you're better off going digital or, or nothing at this point. Yeah. Um, so so let's go with let's go with mainly digital games. Okay. Yeah. So for me, what I would say then, if you have something that's just a huge game, costs so much money, if you want to try and physical, I don't even know if they're really even selling anymore. Fire Emblem Awakening. Uh, you also have, I mean, all the Fire Emblems. That's what I'm picking up. Fire Emblem, Birthright, uh, and I believe Three Echoes, they're all on 3DS. And you, if you know, you know, those are like insanely expensive, really well high, highly regarded. And I would say definitely pick those up if you can. They're good to have out there. They're good for people to be playing. I really like them. The other one I immediately thought of that I'm going to pick up like right after this. Seriously, after this, I'm going to go download them. The Metroid Primes on Wii U. Heck yeah! I, I was so glad you brought that up. I was about to mention that after I brought up the uh, <laughs> after I brought up games that are hard to get physically but very easy to get digitally. Uh, do, do you, would you like to share the price of the three Metroid Prime games on Wii U eShop right now? I believe they're only ten dollars each. Uh, they're actually twenty dollars for all three. Really? No, less than ten dollars each. Oh yeah. my gosh! I well, I already bought Metroid Prime One back in like November, but. Uh you know 10 bucks more let me let me spend 20 bucks and get the other two absolutely my, my favorite of the metroid primes is actually metroid prime 2 which uh may may or may not appear on switch i guess we'll see uh before metroid prime 4 so yeah highly recommend the metroid prime trilogy um if you have a if you have a wii u it'll it'll run as if it was the wii version but that means that it has the pointer controls which i think is actually uh one of the better ways to play it um yeah. I, I did not like the original control scheme uh GameCube when I tried it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, check out those games we just named if you're if you're at all interested in those and want to have the opportunity to buy them before it may be too late. Yeah. Think of uh, somebody going back to listen to this, you know, in 2024. If we're all still here, and there's like, wait, if, what? If you folks, no! if you folks in the future missed your shot, we we, we feel for you. You know, we we hope that you <laughs> won't make the same mistakes that we did in our time. It's a good thing, Squat Cobbler. You got yourself about 120 years to not make that mistake. You know, I, I just got to keep reminding myself that you know, time is time is limited, even if it seems like it's not. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us. This episode of Scroll is a little a little pessimistic this time around. You know, I'm, I'm I'm sorry to say, but you know, it's not all sunshines and rainbows out here in the in the in the world of digital content. So, uh, hope you enjoyed. Hope you maybe learned something. It's been a pleasure having you here. 
I am Squat Cobbler of the Scrollies Podcast. I am joined by my co-host. Uh, Ratnado of twitch.tv slash teamratnado. And we will be catching you all next time. See ya. Bye.